visiting with Hewell Hauser is made possible through a generous grant from the Ralph M. Parsons Foundation. I like. Well, hello, everybody. I'm <laughs> Hewell Hauser. Put in your earplugs and get ready for an adventure. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> I wish that um, watching Hewell Hauser and taking audio clips from it was mm-hmm. like a, a thing you could make a living at. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get your dog this fluffy? Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I could just do that all day. Oh boy, look. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in charge around here? We should probably Here we go. Get into oh. the show. Um mm. there's something <clears throat> there's something that I saw and it's very cursed and so now I want you to see it and suffer along okay. with me. Right. It is, this is a it is Have you seen The Long Thumb? I have not. <clears throat> Everyone, if you're listening to the show, um, you got to look up the long thumb. The link is in the show. I know doing a visual thing on a podcast is like whatever, but um, this is a TikTok of a guy who has a very long thumb. Um, that is that, that this grows. Is upsetting. <laughs> this is like, this is oh goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. He's got an extendable thumb, and like just when you think yeah. it's stopping, it's like a retractable thumb. It just keeps going, and it's the it's the le- it's the most disconcerting thing I've ever seen. It makes yeah. me so uncomfortable just to know he's out there walking around with that thumb, right? Just like, <laughs> very effectively hitchhiking with that with a thumb of that length. Yeah. Oh, well, you it's... know what they say about people with long thumbs. <clears throat> Oh boy, look. Yeah. That's, is that what they say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, let's oh move on. Boy. You had some, uh, kimchi wow. fried rice follow up. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or perhaps, I don't know, months ago, perhaps at this point, I don't remember when we I last can't talked even about keep it. Track some of time anything. ago, you discussed, uh, kimchi fried rice because you yeah. were, you were in a kimchi fried rice, uh, phase or mood. Yeah, um, and I after that I went and purchased some kimchi, and then I had uh, uh, neglected to use it until this week when I did make some kimchi fried rice. I have to say, Ooh. pretty good. The it's pretty kimchi good, was. Huh? Uh, I was worried that the kimchi would be too spicy for me, but it's not. It's just mm-hmm. fine. So that's good. Yeah. I think it's good. It's a it's a good way to flavor it up. I actually found that I needed to add a little soy sauce to give it slightly more flavor. Oh, but, uh, that might just be that, you know, because I've made it for the first time. I didn't really put a whole lot in it apart from. Yeah, you know, you get used to it. another trick. Another right. trick that I do is I I add because uh, I've been continuing my kimchi fried rice and I've actually moved right. on to kimchi fried noodles now. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. yeah um, but it's it's a similar thing. But like uh, I throw the the chopped up kimchi into some I use ghee, but you could use oil or whatever. Mm. with some garlic and then mm-hmm. the thing that i've started to do is before i throw that in i i throw in like a teaspoon of gochujang which is like a okay yeah pepper paste condiment right um i don't that, have any of that i'd have to I'd have to venture and yeah find, you, you find can get some, it pretty but, easily on amazon.com too okay um it's it's pretty not a not a perishable there. food item <clears throat> right and uh and yeah, that, that like really, um, you know, boosts up the flavor, but it probably does boost up the heat. So you might want to be careful with that, but yeah, I don't know, man, something about when you fry that kimchi, something, 
something beautiful happens. <laughs> now I'm hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. I've been uh th- this is like a this is like a real mixed bag at the top of the show here, but we also have something from the Department of Operational Excellence. We do. Um We're nothing if out, not uh, uh, ops, you know? Right. Yeah. We're a big fan of OPEX um and uh, efficiency and uh yeah, uh you know, that kind of thing. Um so yeah, it, it turns out um, a a Nashville uh, TV station um, learned that postal trucks sometimes travel across the country with no mail uh, because apparently, in an effort to not pay overtime, they have mandated that trucks leave at particular times, regardless of load level. Which means wow. that literally we are just paying uh, postal workers to drive empty trucks across the country. Excuse um, me. Rather than waiting, like, I don't know, a couple hours for them to become actually full and become useful. Because um, then we'd, we'd have to pay them a little bit more. Right. But this is an example of the sort of um, obsession with, like, cost reduction and how it ends up, you know, causing worse problems. Because, like, mm-hmm. you may have reduced costs for labor, but, like, you've made everybody mad and you've wasted a ton of money and, uh, you know, delayed a bunch of people's shipments and all that. So, yeah, this is, you know, capitalism at its finest, basically. We love it. <laughs> love to see it. Yeah. Speaking of things you, you don't love to see. Yeah, um, this was, I, I guess I was, I don't know exactly how this came about, but it occurred to me to ask this question, which is, what is the worst Twitter account? Because there are a lot of very bad Twitter accounts, but I think... You know, yet uh, last week I was thinking about this. I think I have made a decision as to which you think is you've, the worst. You've scientifically determined yeah. which is the worst, right? And that is the account uh, at the tweet of God, which oh, um, is <gasps> is a guy, literally a guy, a former writer for the Daily Show with John Stewart, who just tweets as if he was God, which is. Uh, frankly, a presumptuous and kind of uh, nauseating idea for me to begin with. Yeah. But where it got, where it went really off the rails was at the beginning of this year in January, where the tweet of God, um, the the parodical God figure himself, endorsed Andrew Yang uh, for the Democratic nomination for president. Um, which just sort of, I feel like that really just completely killed the whole sort of illusion that this account operates under. <laughs> you know, when it's when it's tweeting at like conservatives that like you're not listening to me or my words or whatever. It's like, no, you can't listen. You can't. You've, you've ruined that now. And uh, it's no longer funny or interesting. It's just sort of sad. So, yeah. Uh, but in the process of research, researching this, um, I have learned that this this guy who runs this account um, wrote a play called An Act of God based upon this Twitter account and a book Ooh. that he wrote based on the Twitter Ooh. account. And it starred uh, Jim Parsons of uh, of uh, the uh, me? Uh, that one TV show about nerds. Yeah. So um, this is just, I guess, I mean, I guess he secured the bag. So like respect for that. But like this is just galling and it Ugh. makes me sick to my stomach a bit. So this but is I'm like, curious from you what, what you think. This is like the opinion. most liberal account. It is extremely yeah. liberalism. Yeah. Ideology. Yeah. <laughs> mine mine is um mine is bad is the worst account for a different reason. Okay, because yeah. 
See, there's it, a lot of different ways that you could sort of categorize right. what you mean by the worst account. Because right, this but. account gets you because sometimes it's extremely mm. good. Right. But then other times it's extremely Someone would say most of the time. bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably most of the time. This uh-huh. is the account uh, at G Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald, yeah. He, yeah, he's, um, He's been on one lately, like Capital mm-hmm. On Capital One. Yes. Yeah. Um, His. Uh, he's been doing some. There's been a, like a political. Sc- I've I've paid attention to it uh, a vanishingly small amount, but something about some candidate somewhere who, uh, it was revealed to be uh some sort of blackmailer, um, like revenge porn fool that he yeah. is like uh kind of defending for no good reason. Um, you don't need to do that. It's it's fine. You don't really don't got to do that. It, um, but it, also, he's it just, literally does not have to happen. Like it does. Like yeah, you just don't have to. Nobody's here making you. But nothing also, is in our, the balances. Our buddy Glenn has been doing the contrarian thing for some time now. Yeah. So uh, and it's just sort of you know contrarianism for the sake of contrarianism at this point, and it's uh very tedious. Which is very sad because he does a lot of really good work. Like, The yeah. Intercept is a very good resource. The work that he's done on Brazil, particularly, and on things like WikiLeaks and 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 stuff like that, and government surveillance and things like he's he. It's not like that's why it's so galling because it's not like right. You know what's in I, there? Like you I know think, he could be good. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I, I think uh, this week I was uh, talking about this with some other folks, and I said, you know, it's 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 frustrating because he, he, you know he's close and that he could get it. Like it's not like a you know like um I don't know like a Jim Jordan tweeting or or Matt Gates or something where it's like no nah, they're sort of lost beyond hope. It's yeah. like he's close enough, and it's so frustrating that he's so badly wrong a lot of the time it's like come on man put it together you know (laughs) yeah and that's what makes it so frustrating because sometimes you think oh you know maybe he's on the right track and then like just just wait he's gonna get you (laughs) yeah i don't know this 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 whole like twitter in general man there's just a lot of bad takes on there lately. It's uh, there really are. It's lost a lot of the sort of whimsy uh, and fun that it used to have when people didn't take it seriously and when it wasn't considered like the place where the 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 discussion happens, the discourse happens. You know, I don't know. I mean, I've still got a lot of that. I follow a lot of train accounts or accounts that <laughs> post. Um, there, there's an account that posts. Um, like made up Mac computers, like photoshopped Mac computers. So there's one, you know, you know the Flower Power iMac. Uh huh. So they did they did one that's the uh, Flower Power Mac, uh, which is pretty good. But then they did a Quadra Pounder with cheese, which is a quarter pounder with a Quadra in the middle of it, and that is bad uh, and must be stopped. So yeah, there's um, there is the, stuff like that but it it's it's vanishingly rare unfortunately basically just follow alice from trash future yeah more or less <laughs> that's That'll all get you, you really she did some actual did you see that her investigation her her shit posting made it into actual news <laughs> yes yeah cuz she was looking <laughs> up like police department challenge coins and yeah. the long beach police department apparently has a challenge coin with uh you know the death's head skull on it and that made it into the local news uh as it probably should but yes uh, you know good work <laughs> D- listen posting is actually work that's all it, I have this to is say. journalism yeah 
And that's what <laughs> that's what I think is it makes it hard harder and harder to take journalists super seriously because like <laughs> or at least news outlets because you know someone on Twitter from England <laughs> right found this before you did yeah <laughs> oh it's just you know the thing is Andrew I think you know just I'm done with 2020 yeah we're not we're, tw- we're just boy, over halfway 2020, through 2020 huh 2020 um. <laughs> This is the thing that's been driving me nuts lately is people personifying a year. And it's like, mm. it's been happening since 2016. Um, yeah. yeah. And every year since then is the worst year. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing it. It's tedious. Stop personifying the year. I did see a video by, you, you know of Limmy, yes? The, uh-huh. our lovely Scottish comedian Limmy. I you've, think you've probably you've probably encountered Limmy on on British television shows that you've watched, but he had a mm-hmm. video where he said, um, you know, if this year is the worst year of your life, don't worry. Next year will will get better. If next year's worse, then congratulations. This year wasn't the worst year of your life. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, Limmy. <laughs> Simple as. Simple. <laughs> Imagine that, but in a in a fantastic uh, Glaswegian accent. Twenty twenty is the worst year ever. Simple as. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the thing is, like, the problems that we're ex- what's so galling about it is the problems that we're experiencing aren't novel, and they're not they're not like a new thing. They're it's the culmination of systemic problems. So, like, when you talk about them as if it's like, yeah, they're they're not sort of arising spontaneously, you know. Y- it's not, it's not, because I guess the thing is the feeling of conspiracy that you have like, wow, this year is turning out to, you know, it's like conspiring to be a very bad year. It's like, well, no, there are reasons all these things are connected, but it's not, it's not like because there was a timer on these things. Yeah. Know? And well, and the, 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 the thing is, is that thinking that way gives you an out that maybe next year it will be different magically. It's this oh, right, magical yeah. thinking stuff. January 1st, the slate is completely cleared. <laughs> and we have a brand can, new opportunity. I can just reassure you that that will absolutely not be the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so deal with it. Get used to it. I'm sorry to be a bummer, but stop personifying the year. This is not astrology. That's not how <laughs> things work. Okay? Yeah. I'm done right. with it. We've got an ad today. Oh, what, I'm gonna get my my papers are. Oh yeah, you've got the read for this. One. They just sent me the product, and uh, Ooh, I've been well, I've been reviewing it. I I make air quotes when I say that. You're reviewing it. Yeah. You have you have a sample. so far I, so far I've built a house. <laughs> a square house. A square house. Yes. Now, have you built? Let me. Have you built a tower? Uh, no, they haven't sent me enough to build what I would consider to be a tower. Well, that's on it's them. It's merely um, just a very tall house. But yes, please, please. Today's, what, what today's are we talking show about? is sponsored by the Lincoln Log Project. Now, yes. what this is is just Lincoln Logs. Um, right. We don't want you to get confused with the similarly named Lincoln Project. That's a different, worse thing. And yeah, we won't that, be discussing it. We don't talk about them. My um, solemn promise to you is that we will never discuss the Lincoln Project <laughs> on this podcast. Guaranteed. Now, but the, but the Lincoln Log Project... Um, it's just a delightful children's toy yeah. um, that's, Very that's basically notched pieces of wood, notched dowels. Yeah, it's, it's just some sticks that someone took a router to, basically, if that. Yeah, 
you can, uh, and you, you can, can build uh, the following things. You can build houses. Yeah. Uh, you can build fences. Mm-hmm. You can build um, other houses. Yes. Now, anything, anything approximately square shaped that can be made by interlocking little miniature logs, you can build. They, they have written on here on the ad, mm. um, a recommendation. Now, this is something that I used to do, um, that a lot of people don't understand that you can do, but you can sort of a Lincoln log hack, as it were. Yes, you can. You can lay the Lincoln logs not, not, um, the same way. Side to side, you can you can like okay, overlap yeah. them, and it creates right. a spiral effect. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So try that. Give that. Give give that. Give a that a go. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Can, that's what they. Rather than making little sort of model miniature dwellings or things like that, you can in fact make some abstract art. So it's a it's a perfect toy for postmodern uh, America. Yeah, li- li- Lincoln it. Log projects. Get them at the I don't wherever wherever I don't know, Lincoln get them Logs at are. Toys R Us is that still open? Is that, Who knows? Yeah, probably. I don't know, Amazon, I guess, if you have to. <laughs> oh, these ads just get better and better. Yeah. Um, so I did not watch the RNC, and if Me you either. did, uh, I simply have to ask, what is the matter with you? Why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> but I did notice that um, everyone had the exact same joke from the RNC revolving around uh, the presence of uh, Nick Sandman, who is the uh, Covington Catholic teen, the teen who was uh, had that uh, big smirk on his face uh, confronting the, the um, American Indian protesters mm-hmm. um, that got him in hot water, but then also wild acclaim from the right wing. He, he, he spoke at the RNC because, you know, why wouldn't you have terrible people speak at the RNC? Yeah. Um, but everyone independently observed uh, that his last name being Sandman and that he had to go on stage uh, meant that you could uh, make a joke about the Metallica song Enter Sandman. And this is very funny. That's it. That's the sound of me not that's, laughing. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's the tweet. Why are you the way that you are? Yeah. Honestly, every time I try to do something fun. Um, oh boy! Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, knock it off. That's all I have to say. Do a, do a, just do a search before you make a joke before you fire it off. Yeah. yeah. Just see if it's been done before. You know. Oh, pe- other people have probably made this joke before, but <laughs> let me. If you're ever going to type, other people have probably made this joke before. Just hit the close window and delete draft. <laughs> Save us all some headache. <laughs> Seriously. Um. The, I, I have a thought technology this week. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> now, the, wait a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? I, I don't feel like it I've has, had a yes. thought technology We've, in a while. Yeah, I think this is the first t- thought technology of the season, although wow. I'm, not, I'm not certain. Wow. Now I'm doing That's the sound okay. effects you know, instead you know, of playing the sound effects. <laughs> I'm, I am you know, a broken person. Some seasons are, are laden with thought technologies and others are laden with current events that prohibit us from thinking too deeply. So, you know, that's yeah. just how it is. Right. So this thought technology is, is something that you do when you're encountering like a fire, fire hot take or a, a very right. brave statement, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, did you see what? What uh, so and so said? Oh, this is so great! This 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 <laughs> this is everything. That's this, the tweet. That's yeah. the tweet. Yeah. yeah. Every time you see something like that, like that, that's like you want to say yas to. Um, mm. 
the thing that you should do is is say, okay, but what have they done? Because right. people in this in this climate, in this uh, this environment that we're in now, get an insane amount of credit and clout for saying the right thing at the right, right. time. Yeah. Regardless of whether they have actually done anything related to that, have done anything to provide any evidence that they actually live according to the thing that they said. Right. Um, Which, if you think about it, is a tremendous grift for them because you put in the minimum of effort and you receive maximal reward. It's 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 just insane. you don't have to do anything except go in front of a podium and say, oh, let me be clear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just it it's because everything that we consume now is so ripped from context. Like there's just right. no context. It's just it's just post 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 coming at you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and we just we just take everything at face value. It's like this, I mean, <clears throat> now I'm getting sidetracked, but it's also like if you see someone say something that's like pretty fashy and you mm-hmm. like go look up that person and you like look up who their parents were. It's like mm. 90% of the time their parent was a Nazi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like I already you, am eating from the trash can all the time. If they're, if their parent, if like, if they're a, a Cuban American, like, Oh, their parents own slaves in Cuba. Like it's yeah. like this thing. It's just like, you never think to do it, but when you or do, you're like, wow. Like, or their parents were like Contras or, you know, yeah, any number of, <laughs> incredible thing coincidences like that it's like that because people can get away with saying things because nobody takes the time to research the context to see like does this person have any bona fides like (laughs) right yeah so so yeah that's the thing next time you see something like that that your instinctual reaction is like oh this is good like ask yourself do i have any evidence that they'll actually follow through with their good pronouncement, do I have any yeah. evidence that they have? I think this is a common like reason this? for the disconnect between, uh, you know, like uh, uh, center left people and further left people, which is, you know, the center left people here, Nancy Pelosi, say, you know, the right things, but she never does anything. And then they get mad at people who point out that she never does anything. Right. It's like, but you have to, it's not. I can get up and I can say whatever I want, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's this is why you know it needs it needs to be galling to you when the people in power get up and say you know we must do something about this and then don't do something about it or yeah. you know we wish because, there was something we could do and it's like you're the people who get to do those things. Well, because the thing that that tells you is that they know they know what the right thing is. And yeah, they still not refuse do to it. do it. It's right. not like they really believe differently or they they really with their whole hearts think something else or they're just ignorant. It's mm-hmm. that they're lying to you. <laughs> right. And yeah. And for that, you should not you should not deal with those people like that's absurd. But we continue to get to get thrown like, well, Joe Biden said his climate <laughs> plan was do this. What evidence do I have that he's going to do that? None. Right. Yeah. All of the evidence shows the opposite. So why would I believe something that they said in an election where they're trying to con- contrast their, themselves with someone else? It's like, I don't know this, but they said, 
You know? Right. As, yeah. As soon as someone the says theology. that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of idiotology. Uh, very good. I like it. <laughs> we got him. Uh, so, um, you familiar with Ben Smith? Oh, ben, ben Benjamin Smitherson. Yes, <laughs> Benjamin uh, Smitherson. He, he used to be the editor in chief, or as we like to say, EIC of BuzzFeed News. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the New York Times hired him as a columnist to do media column stuff. It's sort of like here's the thing: the 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 New York Times has not had like an ombudsperson for a while. Instead, mm-hmm. they just have a sort of media columnist who sort of, kind of, is meant to keep things account, but doesn't really do that, of course. <laughs> Has no no real cachet. <laughs> right. Um, so this is from a few months ago, but he wrote an article about, um, it is entitled, How a New Breed of Union Activists is Changing the Rules and Newsrooms. And it's about, uh, you know, the the trend of unionization in, in news media. Mm-hmm. And it's basically clear that Ben doesn't get it, of course. Um, uh, and of course, the reason that he doesn't get it is because he was in management at BuzzFeed News, and so he was, uh, you know, um, he has uh, he has opposite to the union, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, he was, uh, you know, uh, counter to the union uh, as 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 a as the position that he had. So last year, when I was editor in chief of BuzzFeed News and on the management side of an organizing drive, I doubted that the guild would be able to help its members make real gains at places where profits are scarce, which is uh, cool. Um, uh, then he says, disclosure, I agreed with the times when I was hired that I wouldn't cover BuzzFeed extensively in this column beyond leaning what I learned in my time there because I retain stock options in the company, which could bring me into conflict with the times ethics standards, uh, which is cool. Um, anyway, this is just an article about how sort of ridiculous that article was, and it is entitled Give Me Ben Smith's Job, um, so that they can have someone who actually knows what they're talking about writing about labor issues, uh, and I agree. Um, I, I just, I don't know. It, it, this is the problem is, is, uh, probably one of the reasons why we don't have better labor movements in this country is because we just don't really have any labor reporters who know don't how have to any report voice, on it. Voices, yeah. <laughs> Going those, from that perspective. Those, so when when they do get reported on, it's usually, you know, from the perspective of management or whatever. Like whenever well, you saw this, for example, this week the the NBA, um yeah. the workers decided not to to play some games after the shooting in Kenosha. And yeah. that is when when you are working where you refuse to do your job, that is called striking. Uh, yeah, that that is called doing a strike. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was described in a lot of outlets as the teams boycotting the game, and I I don't under you 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 have to boycott like like a boycott is something you do to like a company or a country. Um, uh, and a boycott is not, saying I refuse to engage in commercial activity with you. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to purchase goods from you anymore. Yeah. So th- when you when you withdraw your labor, that's not boycotting. But of course, it's just that we don't have the like collective consciousness to think of it in anything other than like <laughs> consumerist terms. Yeah, and it's so, not like, like the a only word we have for like, not doing well, something is boycotting. 
It's not like the the bosses were like, whatever you do when you write this article, don't call it a strike. It's that they're so far removed from the idea of labor, of labor right, it's rights, just not even in their head that it's, to call it a strike. It's because just that they to them, to what's boycott. way more, what's way more like top of mind is like the dumb boycotts that they do because of some sort of identity politics thing that yeah, a, that a juice right, company like, uh, takes. You know, boycotting it's like, boycotting Nike or Kerrig. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's like way, oh. Well, any sort of coordinated social action must be a boycott. It's like, no, that's not. <laughs> just no, like, no. just no, like any incidents a is a gate. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like the Watergate gate. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So it, it is, it is interesting. And, and I think that is why it's so important for news organizations to unionize. Right. Because mm. hopefully the work of that union will will work its way up into the editorial level and you'll start to see actually people reporting on these things <laughs> i did see i did see another article uh this week uh i don't have the link to it handy but I, it mentioned that you know um uh, reporters at unionized outlets tend to make quite quite a bit more than reporters at non-union outlets so there's Weird. also monetary benefits <laughs> yeah yeah, you guys should you should do that. Kind um, of a, kind of a no brainer in in yeah. my mind, but yeah. <coughs> speaking of of unions, mm. um, the the garbage workers in New Orleans, Nolens, Nolens, as they call it, Nolens, New New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> New Orleans, right? The <laughs> way way down there in in Louisiana on, on May fifth. All of the what they're called hoppers. So these are all the people that ride on the garbage trucks and pick up the garbage cans and toss them into the trucks. Yeah, the ones who actually have to do the the quite literally dirty work. Of right. They they walked off the, the job. Truck. They they basically they formed a union and they walked off the job mm. um, to strike because they were receiving no support. Um, they weren't getting PPE. Mm. Uh, their mm. their their wages were insane. They're making and this is like, in May, so like, well, we're still in the throes of coronavirus, but this is when things were completely unchecked. Yeah, they earn um ten twenty five an hour before the strike. Had no paid time off, no sick leave. Um, but New Orleans has a living wage ordinance, which is eleven nineteen. So they're paid a dollar nineteen cents. <laughs> under the minimum wage somehow that yeah how to okay and that, also eleven dollars and 19 cents an hour is not a living wage really anywhere but especially no. in a city like new orleans well yeah they broke it down that that an annual salary of at least uh basically in order to to live in live there you'd have to have an annual what does it say an annual salary of thirty eight thousand dollars yeah, but, and, and which is twenty dollars seventy three cents an hour, so about <laughs> twice as much as what they currently weigh. I, I'm gonna go before we talk any any more about this. I just want to go out on a limb and say we should pl pay garbage workers more because they do a job that I do not want to do, and therefore yeah. they should be paid a lot of money to do it. I absolutely do not want to be hauling my garbage every week. Yeah, no, yeah. no, thank you. Well, so. <clears throat> They formed a union, they strike, and would you would you believe it, they were all summarily fired. Which is, as we know, a completely legal thing to do. Uh, 
to fire workers who are striking. Now, and they we have claim, no protections no, 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 no. against that. They yeah. weren't fired and they're welcome to come back. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> once once they got a little bit of scrutiny. But the but the thing is that um that they they replace them with prison labor. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Yeah, that's so not, it's just <laughs> no, 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 no. And and New Orleans, you it, the median household income is is what I said was $38,560. Mm-hmm. But but uh a house to live in a house in New Orleans, you have to make 36,900. So like basically everybody in New Orleans makes less than they can live there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense like there's there's just rampant poverty and and people can't afford to right. live there and you've got I mean it's just it's yeah. still rebuilding, right? From from Hurricane Katrina, and now there's a a, a new hurricane. <laughs> yeah, cool, right? It's very bad. Yeah, they point out that this is just that uh, the loophole in the Thirteenth Amendment that allows uh, for prison labor, labor which is unpaid slave labor, um, but yeah. that's the kind that's allowed in the Thirteenth Amendment. Um, it's just crazy that in Louisiana you can like contract with prisons basically yeah and just have prisoners collect your the garbage. company the private company is called lock five llc uh, <laughs> just like this is this is the, this thing, is the like, thing is it's it's <laughs> I, I i honestly do not believe that it is that hard for them to meet the demands of the workers they just don't want to they just no. don't want to no, it, it, I, I guarantee you that people will pay to have their trash hauled away because the alternative is what, you know. So, like, what is the what is the issue here? The There's issue not is, one. It's it's all artificial. Yeah, the issue is that certain people don't want to pay for other people's trash to be taken away. That's yeah. what it comes down to. You you got it's the same problem everywhere. But you know, props to them for unionizing and uh, you know keep keep your keep your eye out for that for that um it's it's cool to see that people everywhere are realizing that that's what they got to do you know mm-hmm. yeah um it, if if sanitation workers poor sanitation workers in in louisiana can like realize that then there's probably other sectors that can that have a lot more resources to do it that can so yeah but you know maybe they'll replace you with prison labor so who knows jeez that's what we're gonna we're just <laughs> We're going to put everyone in prison and then we'll have a huge uh, labor pool that we can use for you know, free. There's, there's just been a lot of argument lately about like, is this fascism? Is it not fascism? And mm. it's like after reading these stories and the things that we've talked about today, it's like, I'm not sure it's how pretty you close. It's pretty close. You know, <laughs> uh, you know it, it, it's like, yeah, it's like 80% of the way there at least, I would say. It's yeah. a lot of distinctions without a difference. You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. In effect, what we're experiencing is fashion, and this is—it's like mean, it's know. like if I buy some like store brand, uh, uh, t- you know, um, facial tissues, and they say, "Well, those technically aren't Kleenex," and it's like, mm, but they do the same work. <laughs> They're Kleenex. I They're mean, basically on. the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's this is the thing I, I didn't put it in the show notes because I was like I don't know what to say about it, but I, I guess it's so related that I'll drop it in here. Um, yeah. and it's an idea. The, we're doing it live, folks. We're <laughs> doing it live. This this week I've just been thinking about like because I've seen all these arguments on the left 
about whether the Republicans or whether Trumpism is fascism. And there's a lot of arguments that it's not. Um, and I think I realize that that where people are getting hung up is they're they're misunderstanding that fascism, it's an ideology, it's not a system. Mm. So <clears throat> you 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 don't see it exist the same way everywhere. You know, Hitler's Germany is not the same as Franco's Spain. It's not the same as uh, Mussolini's Italy, right? Like, right. They all had different ways of implementing the, their fascism, but they were yeah. all fascists. Everybody agrees on that, you know? Right. So I don't know. Like, obviously, fascism in the I, 21st century will look different. Yeah, you know, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's breeze is probably close enough to a duck that you can just call it a duck, you know? So like yeah. but I don't know I don't know what people expect to see that would legitimize it. I don't know if they want Trump to come out in like an army uniform with epaulets or something. I think the thing that they're also confusing is that fascism just doesn't appear fully formed. Out of nowhere, yeah. This is a the thing: is pe state people think that it just like sort that. of it just sort of plopped into existence because we aren't really taught the history of of that very well. It's just yeah. sort of oh well, one day you know um, the Nazis took over Germany and that was that. But of course, it wasn't you know that simple. Um, yeah, it was a process. The the process by which um, norms degrade and order uh you know um diminishes and and violence increases and then um ideologues take advantage of that to gain power for themselves uh and it, once you start to actually learn about it you start to get very worried uh, yeah, once because you of what read you see around it, you you know you and me both recently have read about the rise of fascism and 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 how it happened in, in historical context and it's like after reading that, I didn't look at our world and go, "Oh, okay, no worries." Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been uh, actually, I've been uh, uh, watching, rewatching a video series from the '90s called "The Death of Yugoslavia" that is about the Yugoslav Wars and sort of how those all happened. And mm. uh, there are some frightening parallels there. Um, and yeah. certainly, our country uh, uh, could very easily be prone to Balkanization. Uh, we have a lot of disparate groups all over the place, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially with the rise of militias and uh things like that. Well, but. speaking of that, let's move on to a much more cheery subject. Uh Okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's been some really terrible things that have happened in the news this week. Things that have happened in particularly in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um mm -hmm. and it's funny because I we put this in our show, the way we do our show is we just have like a document that we just throw stuff in every week as the week goes on. And then we decide what to pull out of that, you know, possible topics of discussion on the day of um, right. and sometimes things don't make it and they just sit in the document every week. We carry them over. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes we assume that they're like out of date. But this one that we thought was out of date, you know, since of what happened this week. Uh, has become you know, unfortunately topical. <laughs> yeah, it's very topical, and it's like, and it's a an issue that I noticed with the discourse around violence. Um, mm. it's become just like totally perverted and degenerate. Like the the discourse is governed by the elites, and it reflects their interests. So when we talk about violence, it's almost always coming from that perspective of the people with the power, mm -hmm. and the thing that they will 
they will hammer yeah, on over is... and over again is that destruction of property is violence. Right. This is where you get all the news stories about rioters and looters and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, and it's always pictures of stores that have been, you know, broken into or, or burned or whatever, because that's what we choose to center in these narratives. I guess. But but know. they never talk about the destruction of human bodies and minds as violence. Right. That's the, that's the, something else. The police beatings or in the case of Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh literal shooting, murdering of of protesters by right-wing vigilantes. <laughs> that somehow that doesn't that isn't violence that we're yeah, that's, concerned that's, with. Yeah, that's that's uh uh skipping ahead here, but that is the right-wing media has circled the wagons around the shooter um and is trying to uh basically say that he was acting in self-defense um they shared a, a a photo that was taken during the shooting where one of the victims is trying to um whack the guy on the head with a skateboard and they said we'll see here someone's doing violence to him he's just trying to do um self-defense but of course they don't really tell you the timeline of that photo, which is it was after he had shot someone else and the person is try the victim is trying to prevent him from shooting more people. Uh, you, you do not have a right to self-defense against people who are trying to get you to stop doing killing. That's not a thing. That's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, and they're doing their best to write sort of hagiographies of him as well. You, you see the contrast. It's the, the contradictions are very heightened when you look at the so the the protests um are about Jacob Blake and and you'll see that they put out um you know stories about what his like uh past and and any criminal record that he might have had any previous run-ins or whatever um meanwhile for this shooter who killed two people and injured another um they talk about how actually he was a, a good little boy and, you know, he volunteered for this or that or whatever. And, you know, he's just a, a regular Boy Scout. Um, I think I saw an article that said he found it was from the Times in the UK, which is a very bad uh, news source. But it says something like he found meaning in, uh, you know, these militia groups or whatever. It's like, yeah, OK, meaning. <laughs> sure. Um, it's just, yeah, this is, you know, um, the 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 fact that. I mean, this is the thing is the reason that the shooter was there was to defend a gas station from, I guess, you know, getting destroyed. And Protection I just can't served, get over Shell Oil Company. <laughs> I just can't get over that you would defend a gas station. Like, I guess I'm so excited to receive my, my challenge coin and my my Speedway Super America defense campaign ribbon to put on my on my tactical vest. <laughs> You know, like it's just, this is just, so uh, but this is the thing, you know, it's twisted. like, oh, they were there, they were there to protect property from, from, uh, violent Antifa looters or whatever. And it's like, that's not, there's so many, there, there's so much misunderstanding wrapped up when you say things like that, that it's like, is that really, you, you think that, you think that defending, uh, you know, a bunch of Mountain Dew Code Red and Doritos is more important, um, than, you know, actually listening to the concerns of any of the protesters or addressing any of their demands or really anything like that. It's I just crazy. I don't know if you saw the videos of like the guy walking around, you know, earlier in the night and cops saying like, thanks for being here and tossing yeah, We him really water appreciate and... you guys being here. Uh, I mean that I, again, that this is fascism. Like what is wrong with people? Like yeah. it's, it's just, oh, golly. 
uh, we, look we're up, so look, cons- up, look up the fry corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, people. And I mean, it's crazy because we have like we haven't we had an incident here on Friday, mm-hmm. which 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 is like ugh, just another example of just insanity. And and there's like no news articles about it. There's nothing. You the yeah. only way you can hear about it is if you follow the protesters who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard about this until you mentioned it, and then I I described it as uh police intimidation. Like uh, this is like secret police tactics. What they what they did here. What's so. crazy? So uh, uh, I think it's one or two weeks ago. Black Lives Matter in the Inland Empire in California was protesting outside the San Bernardino County courthouse. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's because they're holding a man who they, who police shot nearly killed and arrested him. And they've been basically holding him unjustly in jail for a year Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of it getting out. What happened basically. Uh, his name's Lawrence Bender. You can look it up. Something, um, something habeas corpus. Not that they it, care it's, about that. It's but, just yeah. like, it's insane already. So Black Lives Matter was protesting. They showed up to the courthouse and maybe like five minutes into everyone showing up, cops just came out and started pushing people around and dropping them to the ground and, and handcuffing them and arresting them. Mm. Um, without really any warning or anything. Um, and they said that they did it because the week before they've been basically protesting there every week. Um, and they said it because the week before you, you destroyed property by writing on the windows of the courthouse with chalk paint, jeez, oh, <laughs> which washes a thing off. which can be gotten rid of with like a, a hose. <laughs> <laughs> which businesses do to themselves in order right, to yeah, advertise. Yeah, that's true. Things. Every dealership is guilty of property damage now. They I property guess. damaged all of the cars in their lot. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh. that. So they arrested them. So now this week they showed up, and there was the protest. And then when one of the protesters was leaving, she was arrested mm. and taken to jail. On they charged her with lynching and uh, obstruction of justice because the previous week and there's a video you can see I've attached the tweets that that show the video of what happened that that week when the cops just out of nowhere started knocking heads she had tried to like push the cops off of a person um, who's a who's a, one of the Black Lives Matter organizers. And he was knocked to the ground because he's, you know, the black guy right there. Right. So they Mm -hmm. they target him, push him down and she's trying to pull them away. And they just like knock her over because she's Mm -hmm. she's like a a woman. She's not very big um, and push her on the ground and keep her on the ground and won't let her stand up. And apparently her doing that was lynching. Yeah, which I don't it it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, the, the. the thing that gets me is, first of all, that the, the charge is plainly ridiculous, and uh, I don't even know why they would bother, because it's not like they're going to be able to prosecute that, even if they wanted to. But the fact that they like came and arrested her a week later, like yeah. clearly some intimidation nonsense. It's, totally. And, and that's the thing, is that, you know, they, they've, they, this is the thing, is that these, these 
um, police departments, they do, you know, like intelligence gathering and they find out who's in charge of, of the various groups that they believe to be causing trouble. And then they will go and target those people and arrest them and basically make their lives hell just to try and, you know, get you to knock it off, basically. And yeah. it's, uh, it's so, it's, it's so frustrating. Uh, I don't know. I don't have words to describe how just completely and utterly BS the, the world that we're in right now is that, you know, it just, just so much that is so plainly ridiculous and false and, and, and they keep repeating it thinking that, I don't know, somehow it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, this is like between this, like this charge of lynching, which is obviously ridiculous. And then the, you know, um, any of the things that were said about the, the shooter in Kenosha, Wisconsin, about how he was doing self-defense or whatever, like also obviously ridiculous. And it's just, I'm, I'm very sick and tired of it. And I don't yeah. know what to do about it necessarily, you know, like yeah, writ large, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can do something here, which is um, they set the bail at a at a obviously punitive and ridiculous amount um, yeah. of one hundred thousand um, dollars. Cash bail is nonsense anyway, but this is particularly nonsense. But there is a link in the show notes um, for uh, a fundraiser to raise bail money for that to get them out of prison. Yeah. Um, for these uh, bullshit charges. Who has a preschool aged kid? Yeah. Who needs to be taken care of. So it's um yeah, it's it's funny it's, that they targeted this person who's who's vulnerable and not any other number of people who were there as well. You know, yeah. like But listen, Aaron, it's not fascism, okay? I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.